Hello, everybody, and welcome to iZombie Radio, your source for everything iZombie-related here on the DC TV Podcast Network. I'm one of your hosts, Chris King, and we are so happy you guys are here with us this morning, evening, afternoon, whenever you're listening. And uh, I'm joined, as always, by my two awesome co-hosts. We've got Mr. Blaze Hopkins. Blaze, how are you doing today? I'm pretty tired, but I'm also really excited to talk about this episode. So it's, whew, yeah, uh, gonna gonna tip my hand here and say it's my it's the best episode of season three so far. Uh, yeah, I I agree with you. I can't wait to talk about it. And can I just say off the bat, who knew that an episode called "Spanking the Zombie" could be so right. emotionally damaging? Um. <laughs> But, uh, <laughs> and then we also have Mr. Sean Carpenter. Sean, how you doing today, man? Well, before you just mentioned that, I was not shaking my head at you, and now I'm just shaking my head at you. <laughs> as, long, as long as it does not impede you from joining in on the conversation, you can shake your head the entire episode. Oh, uh, that would cause <laughs> possibly some, you know unhealable brain damage that I would not be okay with. Did you say brain brain damage? I mean, that, that mm-hmm. suits this show. Brains and stuff, right guys? Uh, <laughs> not a damaged brain, however. Uh, yeah, it's 11 they o'clock. Tend, <laughs> Go ahead. They tend not to taste as well. I feel you. It's 11 I'm o'clock. I'm not saying from personal experience or anything. <laughs> gotcha. Uh, it's 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 late here on the East Coast, is what I'm trying to say, and my my jokes will are not usually good ever anyway, and they're definitely not going to be just not going to be good when I am somewhat tired and sleep deprived. But uh, we soldier on, so there really isn't much uh, news this week, um, which kind of makes sense because we're in, we're kind of in the thick of it, and uh, you know. And uh, aside from new photos for episodes getting released, which, again, we're we're going to try to, for the most part, remain a, like an unspoilery podcast. So we're not going to dive into episode descriptions for the next week or uh, uh, episode photos for the next week. But that stuff's all online if you guys want to take a look at it. Um, but just for listeners who don't want to know what's coming up, we're not going to dive into that really ever. Um, so just wanted to make that clear. But we did have... Uh, a pretty pretty important birthday of somebody on the iZombie cast, and that was Mr. Robert Buckley, who turned a young 36 years old uh, on May 2nd, so that is yesterday when we're recording this. I think it will be two days ago when you guys hear this tomorrow. So, yeah, on May 2nd, so the day of the episode aired, uh, was Rob uh, Robert Buckley's birthday, and the <laughs> the, <laughs> the writers and the cast on Twitter had a lot of fun with them, but I, we don't think anyone had more fun than uh, iZombie co-creator uh, Rob Thomas, who first tweeted out a photo um, saying, on this, the birthday of Robert Buckley, I'd like to tweet out my favorite iZombie cast photo, which was from this year's com- uh, Comic-Con, or last year's Comic-Con, and he wasn't there, so he's not included in it. And then <laughs> That was funny enough on its own, and then he follows it up by saying, Just kidding, brother, you know I love you. This is my favorite iZombie cast photo. Happy birthday. And as much as as much as we love Robert Buckley, it is the 
the ultimate, like, douchey-looking model photo. Oh, God. The, the glasses, right, Sean? The glasses. It's the sunglasses. It's the hair. It's the tan and the necklace. <laughs> and the fact that he's shirtless, but we, we ignore that fact. It's everything else. I, it's I just res- screams I early 2000s. <laughs> I respect I respect his shirtlessness. He's gotta if you got it, flaunt it. You hear me, Robert Buckley? That's what I said. Chris anyway. is saying work that sick bod. Yes. He sorted <laughs> Yes, exactly. Took the words right out of my mouth. <laughs> <sighs> uh, Welcome you know, to our zombie radio after dark. <laughs> well it is. Hey man, it's almost it might be midnight at some point while we're recording this, so we're just we're just gonna get weird. Uh, anyway, <laughs> so if you haven't seen um, the cast and the and the producers wishing Robert Buckley um, a happy birthday on Twitter, I definitely recommend you go check it out. Like I said, a lot of fun, uh, a lot of fun tweets and posts there. Um, and uh, and if you and if you want to wish him a happy birthday yourself, if it's you know belated, feel free to do that on Twitter as well. I'm sure you'd appreciate it. Um, but yeah, that's really gonna do it for. Any type of news, oh, guys. We're, we did okay. have a video of Robert Buckley and Rahul Koldi doing karaoke, I believe. Oh, that's right. Internet. Yeah, it was on one of their Instagrams. You are correct. Uh, which you know, further making we, me want, ma- further making me want the iZombie musical episode. And they're the two that are the most against it. I know. Well, I don't care. I I enjoy. <laughs> you know what? You don't have to be good at singing. You know, you can just, it's what's in your heart. And if your heart says yes, that's that's all that matters. But, uh, but yeah, so that's something else that's fun that you guys can go check out that video. It's definitely, I watched it. It's definitely, uh, definitely worth checking out for sure. Um, so, yeah, with that being said, I mean, we're all kind of itching to talk about it. So let's just get into it, uh, which is this week's episode, season three, episode five. Spanking the Zombie, the highly anticipated Dominatrix episode. Um, and yet, I left this episode, like, I remember the, the Dominatrix lines that Liv had, and believe me, there's there's more than a couple I want to talk about. But man, the last ten minutes of this episode were, I, I even tweeted it out, uh, they like emotionally wrecked me, and... Uh, I'm sure I'm not alone here. Uh, I laughed. So... I cried. I got yes. angry. Well, and, isn't and then that... I laughed and cried some more. <laughs> well, Sean, with that, do you want to kick us off with just your overall impressions of Spanking the Zombie? A.K.A., by the way, our, our other name for this episode and our other name for this podcast will be Draw the Nipples, Jimmy. Um, so... <laughs> oh, oh, yes. Spanking the Zombie, Draw A.K.A. The nipples. Jimmy. A.K.A. Draw the nipples, Jimmy. But, but yeah, Sean, your thoughts. You're listening to <laughs> iZombie After Dark, where they draw the nipples. We, they draw the nipples, and we talk about uh, Anyway, continue before, before it gets too straight. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, I had to say it, didn't I, earlier? Oh. This, might, anyway. this might rival the, uh, the Fifty Shades... Uh, of gray matter episode although some of that yeah anyway continue sean go ahead. oh god nothing will beat the coasters um <laughs> i'm surprised there weren't any of this episode um 
<laughs> but given like all the promos we saw were just dominatrix brain. They really did well in terms of hiding the fact that this was going to be an emotional roller coaster for sure. And both the A and B plots in this episode were some of the strongest I've ever seen. There is that C plot in there, and that was just for for giggles, really, with Donnie and that whole thing. But <laughs> I thought it was at least like with Donnie, though. I liked that it was just a like you said. I it was like just a nice touch on that storyline to update it. Like it was definitely yeah. the least important part of the episode. But I thought it was still least... was fun though. Exactly. Like I think it sh- it was just funny. Like especially just in the weird way, like that scene where he's like walking under the bridge or whatever, and uh, and you you get the he gets this almost like this gl- this little glimmer in his eye when when somebody uh when the, the guy responds to hearing he was one of the people behind Lucky You. <laughs> yeah. It was a very Donnie scene. That whole, like, montage. Well, definitely. He loves having this power now. Yeah, exactly. Blaze, you and I were talking before we started recording earlier today about you almost compared it to, like, Icarus flying too close to the sun, that he's just kind of, like, letting this power get too much to his head. a gangster. (laughs) No, he does, though. I mean, like, look, he slung drugs. Like, he now runs a bar, um... So it's just those types of settings. I don't know. He feels like a tough guy. And like you said, he just has the power now. So It'll be interesting to see how it'll all crash on him. Yeah. Because this like... is an Icarus story. Mm-hmm. 100%. Um, and last thing I'll say about it, too, because like we said, there's just so much more important stuff and more interesting stuff in this episode, but... I did think it was interesting that they brought back the drug dealer. Cause, Me like, too. Yeah, um, I don't know if it's just an actor they liked or what, but I kind of felt really bad for him when, like, they're just super high, and he's like, do you want to be a zombie? He's like, is this what being know, a zombie's right? like? Then yeah, man! I was like, you have no idea what you're agreeing to right now. Yeah. <laughs> it's uh, also interesting well, because the character, like, the only other tie he has to the show is through Major. Yes. So, yeah. like, I, I kind of agree with you. Like, did they just like the actor and think he was, like, that goofy sidekick fit to a character like Don E? Or is that somehow, you know, going to factor in? Yeah, and I'm, I'm really curious now that the Scratching Post is open. We don't see Angus at all in this episode, but just is is what Donnie's doing going to kind of live up to what Angus wants? You mm-hmm. know, with he, he ordered him to turn people into zombies, so he's obviously doing that. But is this kind of business, is it going to be what Angus envisioned? Um, definitely something that will be interesting to see throughout the rest of Season 3. But, uh, but yeah, I, I think um, before we get into the emotionally crushing stuff, uh, let's talk about Dominatrix Brain. Because this was something we first heard about, geez, almost now, almost a year ago, yeah. back at San Diego Comic-Con in July. And... Um, I know, you know, the three of us were in that press room and we were all really excited about it. And now actually seeing it come to fruition, Blaze, for you, did it live up to the hype? Um, absolutely. I think that they just, 
it was just such a well put together episode with the brain because one it was just another way for them to bring back uh characters like Brantstone and Johnny Frost and yes. have them even like work together and it, whenever an episode i guess allows us to uh like understandably and like rationally bring them back uh it's always going to be a fun one but i think this brain especially combined with the ending of the episode just shows how solid and awesome of an actress rose mciver is and Mm -hmm. because it's just week to week you know she has to play all these different roles and and uh and this one was awesome uh, like you said earlier, a ton of great lines came out of it, um, and I think it's just amazing to see all of the characters' reactions to Liv, you know, being so dominating and controlling when she's normally, you know, it's just we've never seen her sort of want this much power and, like, sexual power. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was just really really entertaining and um i'm i mean i'm not i'm not surprised with how well rose sold it all but like there are some lines there that if you give to like an inferior like a, a an inferior actress you know they're laughable but in the wrong way whereas when she delivers them it's so in character and so just like note perfect that you truly believe that this brain has overtaken Liv. And just, yeah, for her to, like, play this, like, you know, kind of hilarious comedic role throughout most of the episode and then have to give 110% into dramatic scenes at the end, too, it just just shows her range and kind of, you know, she might not be someone who's going to be getting nominated for Emmy Awards or anything, but I think it kind of, again, shows and solidifies her as one of the best actresses on TV right now. I mean... I was saying to you earlier, Blaze, I, the only person I know who does more on a TV show is, is Tatiana Mislani, and she just won an Emmy last year. Um, but I think Rose is right up there with her. And, uh, and yeah, and uh, I just thought that Dominatrix Brain was just, it was, like, similar to, um, you know, like, kind of like the, the Fifty Shades of Grey Brain and some other brains we've seen in the past but different in just some nice, subtle ways. Um, Again, with it all kind of being about power. And I think what worked with it, too, was that a lot of Liv's interactions were with the sketch artist, Jimmy, Mm -hmm. (laughs) or or with Johnny Frost or with Brent Stone. So, like, it wasn't just Clive reacting to it this time. We Mm -hmm. kind of saw other people's reactions, which were fun. But, yeah, I loved loved the two Jimmy turns to Clive. Is she single? Uh, And... And everything like that, but um, and then yeah, just the the kind of familiar faces returning was such a we knew it was happening, but mm-hmm. it was such a fun, um, just kind of like a uh, surprise is the wrong word, obviously, to me, but just a fun presence to have um, in this episode, and to see Brant Stone teaming up with Johnny Frost yeah. is it's it's the it's the it's the combo I. I never knew I needed, uh, but now that I have it, I want them in like at least I want them at least once a season somehow to end up teamed up together. Uh, 
Sean, your overall thoughts on Dominatrix Brain? Well, that was perfect timing. My mom just, like, left my room. <laughs> nice. <laughs> nice way of vamping. I know she was bugging me about going to the store. Uh, I don't know why. Um, but I definitely loved this brain, and I love how they did something different with how the brain was processed because it was in that brain fluid. I want to talk about this. Yes, continue. And it's giving more of a a theory to me about the whole thing. And like as I mentioned in one of my live tweets, just screaming, why don't you just inject him with the memory serum at the same time you give, you know, whatever. We're going to discuss that later because it theoretically could work like that. Because of the fact that it's, yeah, it, it, long story short, I've got a long theory about that we can discuss later, but it gave Liv, I believe it, that's why the personality took over more so this time than any other brain that we've seen so far because of that. And yeah. it made for some very interesting conversations and interesting visions. And just even sometimes we didn't see the visions. We just saw her make her faces, and it was delightful because it was just out of the ordinary. Um, by the way, I have to give a shout-out to the iZombie Radio – or iZombie Radio, Jesus. That's the right. iZombie. The iZombie Writers Twitter account, uh, which screenshotted the, the one – shot of uh johnny frost and the french maid outfit and tweeted out paint me like one of your french girls uh, <laughs> i saw that and i nearly died from laughter yeah that was that was great but no i i agree with you the 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 blue juice as Liv calls it uh that we had heard about that before the season started we discussed it on here because there was a little bit of news that came out that said Ravi was going to figure out a way to kind of kind of prolong visions and make them more specific and detailed. And I was surprised that this was the episode uh, where it happened. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I thought it was really interesting. I'm really curious now, you know, going off of what you said, Sean, whether they use it for something involving Major or involving Blaine. Or even just in the future, like, with investigations, is Liv, like, going to want to have this memory serum used on the brain so that it could help her and Clive in future cases? Marinate the brain in the blue juice beforehand. Exactly. We're going to see that become part of her cooking process now. Um, Yeah, I I really don't know. Or is this just going to be a one-time thing? I'm curious. Um, but, uh, But, yeah, overall... I, I thought, like, I agree with everything you guys had to say. Just the, the brain was, The only like, thing that we could have used was the goth uh, IT guy. That would have been a very interesting addition to the whole roulette of guest stars, just to see his reaction to living this way. Yes, yes. Uh, <laughs> only request I had. And also, not to sound like the stereotypical... Not to sound superficial or shallow in any way, but... Uh, but but Rose Rock the Outfits, like, they, they, <laughs> they, they uh, what's it called? They worked with Liv. I think I even saw, again, one of the iZombie writers tweet out, like, it might have been from the iZombie writers Twitter account, but it was like, it was like, Liv, after you go through this brain, don't throw the, don't throw these dresses out, or whatever, and things like that. 
Um, but yeah, just the whole persona of it, I thought was just, it was just really fun and, and different. And, uh, yeah, I, I really loved it. And then, um, I loved again, all her interactions with Jimmy, uh, we are a family friendly type show, so I won't say the full quote, but, uh, now be a little, uh, be a good little sketch and pick up the pad. Uh, <laughs> that, that, that one was great. Um, when she like she mentioned about uh she would put him over her knee everything was uh everything was funny and then going off of it real quick too uh the one fun uh one great clive moment going off of lives like long visions was uh him saying like that had to be a record i was worried you'd gone warg which is another (laughs) great game of thrones reference um which i just love that there's they keep sprinkling those kind of little character moments in uh Mm -hmm. just it's 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 an attention to detail that i think we all really appreciate oh definitely um but yeah but uh with that there's no really easy way to transition over into the major storyline for the episode uh time to slam into a wall (laughs) yeah um, (laughs) emotionally can i just say though can i just commend and I, i wrote this in my review last night there are very few shows that can kind of weave in and out of tones and genres like iZombie does. I've said this before. I know we all have. But, like, especially last night, like, I did not feel any type of tonal whiplash at all when that happened. And, you know, going from, you know, lives lives kind of dominatrix comments and seeing Clive arrest a guy in an ice cream suit, like going from stuff like that to then everything with major with him nearly dying. And then, you know, as we're about to get into him, eventually taking the cure and his goodbyes to live in Ravi. I, I still never felt at any point like, Oh wow, this is a totally different show. Um, and that's just really remarkable, I think. And just, something that's very rare on TV nowadays. Cause you try, you see comedies sometimes try to do like very special episodes and it never works out or, you know, dramas where the humor just doesn't work, but I zombie makes it look easy, man. And, uh, and yeah, I think the end of this episode is why this is the best episode of season three, because I can't remember being more ever more emotional than I was during those, those last 10 minutes. Um, particularly, there were two moments that I, I just want to specifically mention for me, um, which was which was Major's line to live, um, saying that the one silver lining is that, you know, she's going to knock, she's, uh, he's, uh, gosh, where is it? I can't I find the exact wording of it, that she's going to essentially, you know, knock him off his feet all over again mm-hmm. and that's the one silver lining for him uh that that was i i feel like that was like the first bullet to my heart <laughs> and then the quick scene of ravi staring down at the vials and the tears in his eyes yeah. that was the second one and then i was i was done um but yeah i let's dig into it here blaze just I mean, there's a lot, even though it's only 10 minutes, there's a lot to unpack about this ending um, and a lot to theorize about the future. But really, what, to start, what were the 
kind of standout moments for you from from that sequence? Um. Okay, so even from um, even from the time that Major like has his initial you know fall and co- and like heavy coughing incident and everything, where he mm-hmm. like barely squeaks out like take me to the the police morgue. Yeah. Um, just from that moment onward, it was yeah it was crazy how long I guess this you know that those final moments felt because they're very tense but at the same time just began to sort of soften up with emotion and and it was just yeah it was killer to watch um but i think it really sums up i guess the what this show is about at the end of the day and just how close like these characters have grown to become um and i loved them i guess what you talked about with that line he has to live and their night together and everything and just that I just love that the two characters you know are the show really implies that idea that they're just like meant to be or whatever and are just so close at this point and have come through uh, like through so much and so far um and with the with the Pearl Jam and everything yeah no for sure it was they really nailed the moment no, definitely, and, and real quick, because Sean, I want obviously I want to get your thoughts as well. But going off of what you said about them about living major kind of belonging together, what's so crazy to me is if you really think about it, living major haven't been together for any long stretch of time on this show. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Like, really, like maybe what, like six episodes in season two, and that might be pushing it because mm-hmm. I, I don't remember the exact number, and yet. We're so invested in their relationship when they're bringing up these memories of things we've never seen, like the first time they kissed and Major's talking about how Liv was in pajamas and because she felt comfortable around him and everything like that. Like little moments like that that we didn't even see in the pre-zombie days, we feel it all. And I think that's just really a credit, again, to Rose's acting, but also Robert Buckley and just their overall chemistry. Mm -hmm. Um, They really, they sell the hell out of this romance and... Man, they just the 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 fun and happy moments and the soul crushing moments as well. Uh, yeah. But uh, but Sean, what about you? What were kind of some standout moments from from that sequence? Just the whole like as you guys mentioned, the whole even though they haven't been in like a relationship, you can still see that they they obviously still love each other. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like they never stopped loving each other, but because of circumstances, you know, human major, human major again, and now he's about to die. Uh, And like, it's just, it's really sad to see this happen. Mm -hmm. I knew it was going to happen. I just wish it was a couple episodes later because I would have loved to see Major explore more brains. Um, yeah, because Teenage Girl Brain and Zumba Instructor <laughs> are the only two that really strike a chord with me, besides Janko Brain from the Season 2 finale. Yeah, and, sure. uh, I don't know, I'm just... Even though they... Even though Major might not, like, be on my top three characters, he's still 
a pretty substantial character. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, my top three for those of you who are wondering are uh, Liv, Clive, and Ravi. Only because Clive makes mostly because of just his sheer, sheer reactions <laughs> to everything Liv does. His, his, w, his WTF faces. Even now, because they're <laughs> even better. Like, he knows, but he's still not over the fact that this is a thing that he has to deal with each week. Um, and it kind of just breaks my heart to see that, like, unless somehow this brain, this memory cure is a very slow delay, like, super duper slow delay or requires multiple doses major as we know it is done so yeah no i agree and i think that's why i really appreciated how they treated those final scenes because they treated it like it was a death and Mm -hmm. in a way it kind of is yeah you know like uh, we there's a chance somehow some way down the line we get this version of major back but uh, like as of right now goodbye. nothing exists exactly we're saying goodbye to him and more importantly obviously his two you know live and ravi are mm-hmm. and they're saying goodbye to their best friend you know in Liv's case the love of her life and yeah it's almost more painful in a way because he's gonna be you know not to not to bring up something obviously you know you know more realistic and serious but like alzheimer's when people go through that, it's some people say like they almost wish that, you know, their grandparents or their parents or who, whoever have it, they almost wish that they would, that they that they had just died peacefully because watching them, kind of lose their memories like this, them being around but not really around is, is so is so much worse and so much painful, uh, so much more painful. And in a way, that's kind of what Liv and Robbie are going to go through. Mm-hmm. You know. Um, well, and I think even like, in my mind too, what. I feel so bad for, as horrible as it is to watch, you know, the scene between Liv and Major, I also think it's just terrible to think Ravi's basically losing his best friend. Yeah. And the person that he was cl- he was closest with, or at least, like, as close with as he would be anybody else, while he's going through probably one of the, like, toughest times right now. And it's like, so how will this impact him going forward, you know, while he's struggling with the Peyton and Blaine thing? And now he loses basically, like, his his outlet and, like, his best friend and just the one person that sort of kept his mind off of that. Yeah, it's... It's just, it's just rough, and like, like, because we've seen with Blaine when Blaine came back, like, there's similar, you know, there's some like inherent, yeah, yeah, but like, who's to say if Ravi's gonna or excuse me, if Major's gonna be that video game loving best friend Mm -hmm. again for Ravi? You know, you just don't know. Um, And I did love when he told live uh about you know making sure he doesn't forget certain memories i thought that was really touching but another really one because you bring up ravi blaze man so we see that moment of vulnerability with ravi before he goes into the room where he lets himself cry and then he goes in there and what does he do he immediately puts his like witty self Mm -hmm. kind of mask on and makes the joke about, oh, I had this whole heartfelt, tremendous speech for you, but uh, it's very profound. But I figured you just forget it anyway. 
Mm-hmm. And you can tell he's just trying to put this brave face on for his best friend, even though his heart's breaking inside. Mm-hmm. And got all three of them acting wise, I this I this has to be their best episode, I think, for all three of them. Just Definitely. For, for these scenes alone. Um, yeah. I just... <sighs> I I wrote this in my review. I, like, I still was in kind of hope mode that they'd figure out a way for Major not to lose his memories. But I should have known. Like, iZombie, what I respect so much about it, it's not the type of show that pulls punches. Mm-hmm. It's, yeah, exactly. It's, it sets up these high stakes for its characters, and it delivers. Um, and you got to respect it for that and admire it for that. That's what makes it such a good show. But damn it, this is what this is one of those cases where I was like, no, don't. It's okay. Come up with some like hooey science reason for how he can keep them. <laughs> uh, well, what it mages do at this point is drive Ravi to find a legitimate cure for this and I doubt that this is going to happen at least in this season Um, but he may end up finding a working memory cure and somewhere down the line possibly it may not be able to it may be too late for both Major and Blaine at this point but down the line perfect the cure in such a way that future zombies won't lose their memories mm-hmm. because Ravi just lost one of his like one of his closest people in his life and who knows what's going to happen to Major he may just like how Blaine flipped the script from a villain to a good guy Major may flip the script and turn into a complete letter D-bag mm-hmm well, and that's what I wonder too, right? Because if he's with Fillmore Graves kind of giving him a sense of purpose, and if he's spending so much time there, could he just become kind of like a mindless tool for them potentially? Well, that's what I was going to well, say. I think it's going to be like really interesting to see where this goes because of how much he was invested in the company and also – because like exactly like what what does it mean for like how they utilize him and and if they you know their reactions i mean like just the fact that i guess vivian will learn that they are so actively working on cures because we don't necessarily know that you know we've talked about before like the possibility that she obviously wants the war to come and like to create more zombies basically yeah, and then the other thing is, too, because I've seen some people speculating and theorizing, oh, Blaine's faking it, and now we're going to figure out how, you know, that he is, and, you know, the cure doesn't actually cause memory loss. If the cure doesn't cause memory loss... <laughs> I know where the, I know. I already know what you're then, saying. Then Liv... Why wouldn't Liv take it? Yeah. <laughs> like, the show, the and, show would end. And the show end. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. So... <laughs> So that's why, like, people, I like, I appreciate, like, the hope for, like, Major, or maybe it affects him differently in some way, but that's the thing. For a cure existing, there has to be some type of negative side effect to it until we get to the end of the show. Mm-hmm. Um, and, yeah, yeah, but, uh, but, yeah, I, I really, that's what I'm, you know, I'm excited 
I'm very excited to see now where they go with Major. This is a this is a big kind of similar to. I mean, season two was a big game changer for kind of the whole show and the scope of the story. But for the characters, this is a, a huge kind of game changer too, because that's well, the other thing now too is 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 Major's no longer a zombie, so does he even have a place at Filmer Graves? Mm-hmm. And if he may not, just get transferred to accounting. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah. one of the guys jokingly said, oh, "Yes, I'll just I, I really should just get transferred to accounting or something like that." Well, but but yeah, but even he's not going to know zombies exist, and then he's going to have to learn that again. And, and and why would Fillmore Graves want someone who's human, who's going to for you know who's forgotten everything? Like why would they want him there? And, I don't know. I was just making a joke. Oh no, I, no, no, I know, but, but but I'm asking real questions that I'm just like I'm really curious now. Where does he go? Like what what does he do? Because mm-hmm. we don't even see. I mean, no spoilers about next week. We don't see him at all in the promo. It's it's all kind of focused on Liv and what the brain is for next week. So we really have no inkling to what he's gonna end up doing. And um, kudos kudos to whoever's cutting those promos because. They haven't given away anything. No, they haven't. Like, at all. It's I, literally just live brain snippets and, you know, can't stop taking selfies for the premiere. Yes. No, and I, I honestly really commend them for that because, like, so many other CW shows and, like, one I can certainly bring up with is I watch, I watch Riverdale and the past two weeks they've had moments from, like, the final few minutes of the episode in the promos, like big things. And they've had the yeah. in the promos for next week. And it comes to the point where like, if you're watching a show live, you kind of really can't avoid it. Mm-hmm. And, it and I get, and I'll get to the end of the episode. And I'll be like, Oh, so cool. This is the thing in the promo that I already knew it was going to happen. Great. Thanks. Thanks promo cutter for the CW. Um, but with iZombie, you're totally right, Sean, nothing is ever really given away. Um, and that's a, just another reason to like the show. <laughs> <laughs> But, uh, it really, it, it really is. But real, real quick before, because I, I do want to talk since we mentioned Fillmore Graves, I want to talk about you know that kind of last development mm-hmm. before we wrap oh, up. Yeah, here. me too. The D plot, the D plot. I forgot <laughs> that there was a D plot. Yeah. Um, but real quick, I just want to get if if you guys had one theory or one idea for what's next for Major, shoot, Blaze, you first. Um. One idea for put, what's next for Major. Yeah, put putting you on the spot. Um, I think it would be interesting to see if he if he possibly got involved in with them at the morgue in some way, um, or if he gets involved with uh, like doing the work for the kids who don't, you know, the, uh, like, foster kids and everything and the, the like, big brothering he was initially doing. I'm curious oh. to see if he falls back into that, possibly. Uh, being, like, a social worker type. Yeah, um, especially yeah. with the reintroduction of, you know, the the druggy kid. Mm-hmm. Just po- right. possible connection, I guess. No, I like I uh, I like that idea. It's an interesting idea. I, Sean, I just how like about you? well, re- sorry, really oh, quick. I just like ahead. that idea that at least it's like one of the things you know that Major would of his personality that would stick would be like that side of him, the like good heartedness well, and helping. well, yeah, it 
it's curious if he'll kind of revert back to that. Yeah. You know, whereas Blaine's kind of made a whole new life for himself, if Major will kind of revert back to the person he was. Um, but, Sean, what about you? First, let me get the joke out of the way. Again, definitely could de- would love to see Robert Buckley just try to portray an accountant. Just just for an episode. Like an entire like B or C plot of only... Major just finding jobs and like not having any of them work out. I would love to see him reenact that photo that Rob Tom has posted and Major <laughs> just becomes a model. I mean we see Major that... at the club next week, already memory lost, out on the dance floor, glow sticks, no shirt. <laughs> Glasses. <laughs> At night. <laughs> yes. But in all honesty, hopefully he keeps that good part of his personality and, like Blaze said, does good with his whatever he goes back down. Whether it's, you know, once again trying to work for any sort of community center or really anything. But that would take him away from the action in a sense that, I mean, we're only five episodes in and Major's already going bye-bye. And well, yeah, that's fair. I mean, but I guess it does make, I mean, it does make sense because, you know, oh, there's when, eight more episodes left. <laughs> well, there's eight more episodes left, but also you got to look at the time frame of when Blaine did. You know, like last yeah. season. Mm-hmm. I mean, technically, he's a lot later than when Blaine reverted back, uh, and so they couldn't have. They kind of couldn't have kept it going for too much longer. I just appreciate the fact that we got a couple of funny major eating brain storylines. Yeah, uh, definitely but, not gonna forget those, and it may or may not have made one of my favorite brains of the year list. Yeah. <laughs> that, that's definitely, it's definitely up there. I think Dominatrix brain for me is, is my new favorite live brain, but brains <laughs> overall, teenage girl brain is up there. Um, but Zumba instructor, strangely enough, is also up there. Yeah, just for that quick scene. <laughs> well, speaking of brains, we got brains and tubes that Vivian and the Fillmore Graves people are showing Two Harley Johns, mm-hmm. uh, and we now have they have a blog, a bug. I said almost said a blog. Jesus, uh, they have a. It is almost midnight. Uh, they have a bug, uh, like a listening device now, planted in his car, so they can find out exactly what he knows. Um, but I really, really loved this kind of offensive. Uh, strategy that they went on this kind of you know they took action instead of waiting to just see what he knew or instead of just you know killing him I loved Liv's idea here and I I really love too the fact that Vivian seemed kind of surprised with how much uh, Harley knew mm-hmm. uh, and I I like the fact that she was kind of thrown off a little bit there but I also like the fact now that Team Z's got you know, got one up on these zombie-killing fanatics that they can listen in on them now. Um, Blaze, I know you were itching to talk about this storyline, so what were your thoughts on it last night? 
Uh, yeah, I definitely think it was an interesting development, and definitely one I wasn't expecting. Um, but yeah, I find it interesting because I think you're definitely right where she is surprised by how much he knows. But I think it's also interesting to see that the first thing that happens when he gets back into his car, and obviously the first thing they'll hear, is how, you know, it's not just sort of online chatter. Like these, you know, it's like these people sort of physically know each other. I mean, obviously what he said, we don't know if they have a group or if they're meeting up. It could have just been like his one friend. But I think it's just becoming more real. And this this subtle buildup in the background is like to the viewer similar similarly to Vivian realizing like whoa you know this is these people are legit and they're a lot closer to the truth than we're realizing. No, definitely, and the fact that they're already making the connection to the Chaos Killer victims yeah. too. Yeah. Yep. And. And it's crazy because, like, Liv has all that dumped on her, and then she doesn't even get a chance to, to tell anybody because of everything that happens with Major at the end of the episode. So I'm really curious what what they'll think, uh, you know, what especially what, like, someone like Clive's going to think when he hears all of this. Um, mm. But, uh, Sean, what about you? What did you think about this storyline and, and how everything's progressing with Phil Murray's? Well, it's definitely lending more credence to the theory against Fillmore Graves taking out Wally and his family, because he what like Harley was stalking the place out, mm-hmm. and so it kind of pushes the pushes me to believe that he's the one who did it, and if Clive hears anything about that, things aren't gonna be too kosher with uh, Clive and this guy. And you, we saw how well Clive can shoot a gun in the previous episode, <laughs> mm-hmm. as opposed to how he handled the same gun. True. True. I'm, on well. team, I'm on team Clive. <laughs> <laughs> um... No, I agree, and I mean, but obviously it's also clear, too, that, like, you know, these are, uh, that he's not, he's not alone in posting, like, on on these message boards, kind of like what you guys were saying, it's it's more than just these message board fanatics, like, they're in contact with each other on the phone, you know, they might be meeting in, like, groups you know there might be so it's it's almost this kind of mob mentality potentially that like they're gonna get a full army of them together you know it's Mm -hmm. not just empty threats um it's not just empty threats and it's not just one extremist either you know what i'm saying it's not just one guy going around bumping off zombies this seems like it's at least at the very least you know a few of these people on the on the message board are backing up what they're saying with with actual violence. Yeah. No, yeah, and, I'm definitely with you. And it makes me wonder, I mean, do you guys think do do we think we're actually going to get a full human zombie battle of sorts before the season's over? I don't know about a battle necessarily, but I think some type of a confrontation. Um 
but yeah, I don't know. At this point, it's it's a really like interesting position. I guess that the show is creeping towards. The possibility is there. Yeah, because I just don't know how much more you can up the ante mm-hmm. until something actually transpires. Mm-hmm. But uh, it's just crazy but, to think about because it's sort of is. I guess what, as soon as that happens, there's just no turning back. Exactly, and that's what I'm curious. Like, I'm wondering, do we end the season here, and then mm-hmm. do we get an announcement that season four is the final season, and we're just going balls to the wall, yeah. crazy, like a reveal are... on the first ep, like the basically reveal to the public in the first episode, and just yeah, go yeah, exactly, go all out from there. Exactly. Like, I mean, I I by no means want the show to end or anything. It's just I I don't know how you keep mm-hmm. you know adding drama to the storyline and not paying it off in some type of way. Yeah. Um, but, uh, be interesting to see. Um, is there anything else you guys wanted to, uh, wanted to touch upon for this episode? The the only thing I I had to mention was, which, I mean, again, I've just kind of taken, I've mentioned this before. I think I mentioned it last week. I've kind of taken to, uh, writing down the different title cards for each episode. And the two I really loved from last night were uh, "Speak Softly" and "Carry a Big Whip," and yep. <laughs> uh, and then and then I really liked Zero Trucks Given." Uh, I thought that one. Was fun <laughs> yeah. Uh, those those were the two highlights for me. But uh, yeah, Sean Blaze, either you guys have anything else you wanted to to talk about when it comes to uh, spanking the zombie, aka draw the nipples, Jimmy? Kavanaugh. <laughs> we forgot to mention Kavanaugh. It was a quick yeah. moment of yeah. him just going, well, "What the hell, to... guys? What are you doing? Doing my case? It's my case. Leave it alone." I think though it was an interesting line to put in for him, just because, again, on the other side, from the public, you know, he's one person who also could get close and discover zombies. Especially if he does keep working this case yeah. so um, diligently. For sure. Well, I, I think and also, he's really filling out those shirts. I think, yeah, like I think, <laughs> he really they, I think they, I think they hit it really nicely with the use of the the live reaction. But I actually think it was like a nicely placed line. I think this is. I mean, Kavanaugh's shown up now in three or four of the first five episodes mm-hmm. uh yeah you're, you're not bringing him on as a guest star just no. for fun scenes i think i think we're leading to some big type of confrontation with kavanaugh later in the season i think and he's I'm gonna... gonna throw this out there Go kavanaugh's gonna die kavanaugh's gonna die and it's gonna be messy and it's not gonna be fun I could totally see yeah. him getting getting way too close to Fillmore Graves and mm-hmm. them taking him out. I that's a really great really great theory, Sean. I think you're right on the money with that one. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. Um, but yeah, guys. I guess that's uh, that's gonna do it for uh, for for our discussion of this episode. Um, again, I think all three of us in our, are in agreement that this was the best episode so far, of season three. Um, and I just, man, I'll say this, the rest of the season has its work cut out for it to, to kind of match the quality of this one. Because I don't this... think we even know what's going forward 
in terms of like brains and anything else for the rest of this season. Um, uh, quick spoiler alert if you don't want to know. Spoil, spoil, spoil. I'll say spoil again when I'm done talking. Uh, the brain for next week seems to kind of be some type of party animal DJ type brain. Uh, and I'm wondering if this is going to be Liv kind of using it as a coping mechanism for everything going on with Major. Mm-hmm. Like with the alcoholism brain? Yeah, and exactly like the alcoholism brain. Last season? Brain. Yep, exactly like the alcoholism brain. And then earlier this season with uh, still still kind of riding on the Jenko brain to deal with Drake. Yeah. Um, and then we also know that she's going to see Drake again at some point when she has like the PTSD. D brain or I forget what kind of brain it is, but she has the visions of them. Um, that was teased before the season began. So mm-hmm. we know at least a couple of the brains, but when it comes to other big storylines, you we, don't know. We're as blind as y'all are. We are. And uh, spoil, 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 spoil. Okay, we're done. We're done talking about <laughs> stuff from from next week, just in case you guys don't want to know. I know some people are very uh, you know, very specific about that, so I just want to make sure. But uh, but yeah, that's gonna that's gonna wrap it up for uh, for this week's episode of iZombie Radio, guys. Thank you so much for joining us uh, for this discussion. We again, we love this episode. We had a blast talking about it, even the sad parts. Um, and uh, and yeah, we really we really appreciate appreciate you guys listening. Uh, but before we go, we want everyone to know where they can find us on the interwebs. So Sean, start us off. Where can the good people find you? Um, at snarky Sean. That's, I have everything listed there, but a quick rundown of what else I do. Um, another podcast, the geekishly toku podcast. We talk about superheroes, whether that be in Japan or for some strange reason now in Korea. Um, as well as going on in the fictional cities here in the United States that don't exist uh, of the DC TV universe. Um, and I do stuff over at the Marvel Report. I mean, I've got Guardians of the Galaxy reviews coming up for the animated series when I can actually breathe for five seconds. <laughs> um, my coverage of the Avengers Academy Guardians of the Galaxy event, part two, Electric Boogaloo. Um <laughs> <laughs> And anything else I can pretty much get my hands on over there. Um, and yeah, that's not doing too much, but I mean, I am, but I can't say much <laughs> right now. There's still a few things in the pipeline. Stay tuned for more. Very cool. Uh, Blaze, what about you? As always, you can find me at Blaze Hopkins on Twitter. Uh, Flash Reviews. Only a couple episodes left. Uh, Shield review this week, and I'll be doing the finale for that, right? That's only 22, right? Uh, yes. Next week, I believe. No, uh, it's two fina- weeks. Two weeks? Yeah. Yeah, so I'll be doing the finale review for that. Supergirl, and uh, I, for the Marvel Report, I will obviously have my comic reviews out, and... Um, I'm doing the Guardians of the Galaxy 2, Volume 2, a review over there, so that will be uh, full spoilers, but check it out. Awesome. Uh, I'll definitely be reading that, because you and I are going to see the movie together tomorrow night. So. <laughs> uh, and, uh, yeah, guys, you can um, you can find me, as always, on Twitter, at CKinger13. 
Uh, I'll be posting reviews of uh, iZombie every week. Uh, I just posted my most recent Arrow review, and that still has three more episodes left, so check those out. Thank you to anybody and everybody who gave me love on that. Re- gave me some love on that review last uh, last week. It had like almost 200 retweets and almost 400 likes, and it was just insane how much it blew up. So. If you listen to this podcast and were one of those people, thank you a ton. I really appreciate it. Um, and then I also believe I'll be reviewing one more episode of Supergirl for TV Over Mine, and I think it will be the finale. So look out for my review of that um, as well. But that's still a couple weeks away. And, uh, and speaking of Supergirl, uh, I was actually fortunate enough to be a guest uh, last week on um, Supergirl Radio where we discussed uh, – Rahul's guest appearance on the show. Uh, I was me and uh, the Supergirl Supergirl mainstay host, uh, Rebecca Johnson, who was uh, so kind and lovely, and uh, we just had a great time talking about the episode. Uh, and I've, I've gotten some, some really nice comments about that as well, so thank you guys for that. And if you haven't checked it out yet, and you do watch Supergirl, make sure you, uh, you check out my episode of Supergirl Radio, and also, you know, all future episodes because the ladies over there are, are pretty kick-ass. Um, but in addition to Supergirl Radio, you should check out the DC TV Podcast Network itself. They've got Flash Podcasts, Legends Podcasts, which I don't know if they're still doing episodes after the season aired, but even if not, <laughs> keep listening or re-listening. Uh, then you've got... You I don't know, know. I'm actually going to check the feed. Yeah. <laughs> I've been so because the DC the the feed has been wonky on the DC TV podcasting so like I've had to like subscribe now to all of them individually so I might be behind on certain things but yeah all the good DC stuff is over there guys on that uh, on that channel on that website support all those podcasts they're all our friends and, and we love them and we want them to do do well and then uh, you they can did find... post an episode on the twentieth. Okay. Last month, and it was the season two overview, but haven't they haven't posted anything lately? Gotcha. Um, well, that's good to know then. But in addition to everybody else, you can find us um, at iZombie Radio on both Twitter and Facebook. Uh, that's where you'll find us posting the um, the newest, you know, the newest episodes every week. Uh, we'll tweet out some fun stuff, retweet some fun stuff, and uh, that's where we want you guys to tweet at us after the episode. Let us know uh, what you think of the episode. We'll read it out here on the show. We love engaging with you guys. We also have our email, which I don't know if we've mentioned too much on here, but it's at I or it's not at anything. Jesus, it's iZombieRadio at gmail dot com. Um, so we'd also take uh, any kind of feedback you guys have if it's more than 140 characters email it to us there again we'd love to read it out on the show and and make sure your guys' voices are heard uh, because you know it's it's fun to hear what we have to say but it's even more fun to hear what you guys have to say as well this is all about discussing this awesome show and we want to hear your guys' opinions uh, so that's going to do it for us this week guys for iZombie Radio um, for Sean and Blaze I'm Chris King We really appreciate you guys all listening. Take care, and remember to draw those nipples, Jimmy. (laughs) 